You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you today. I hope you had a great weekend. It was an eventful game for Tennessee on Saturday against Alabama. Tennessee remains unbeaten in SEC play. Tennessee has a chance to become the number one team in the country today. I'll get to that on today's show in the first segment. What happened against Alabama, a look at the good and the not-so-good from Tennessee's win against Alabama because there were some issues, especially in that second half against the Crimson Tide. And Tennessee knows that teams are going to give the Vols their best shots most games. That happened this past weekend. So the good and the not-so-good, and Rick Barnes talking about why maybe that was a necessary game for Tennessee. That's coming up in segment number one. In segment number two, will Tennessee become number one today? Will the Vols return to number one in the country for the first time in more than 10 years when the Vols beat Memphis and moved up to number one for a week? Tennessee has a chance to do that today in the polls when they come out. So I'll get to that in segment number two. Tennessee point guard Jordan Bone talking about whether Tennessee has made a case to be the number one team in the country or not. And is Rick Barnes paying attention to it at all? You can probably guess his answer that you'll hear in segment number two. And in the third segment, Tennessee football. You have a coaching change from over the weekend. One staff member leaving. T. Martin being officially announced and introduced this past weekend. Recruiting continue to be a focus for Tennessee's coaching staff. All of that coming up right here today on Locked On Vols. Your team every day, five days a week, talking about what's going on with Tennessee Athletics, and you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, your smart speaker, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, you can find Locked On Vols. Tennessee found itself in a fight all the way until the end against Alabama this past weekend. It was a 71-61 win for Tennessee. The Vols had a big advantage, 44-32 at halftime, and a pretty quick 13-0 run from Alabama all of a sudden made it a game. And I think a lot of people in the arena were looking around thinking, wow, is this really happening right now? That Tennessee had this big advantage and all of a sudden not only had Alabama cut into it, it had taken it away and taken the lead. And from there, it was a game that kind of went back and forth in the second half. If you think about it, it was the first game at home this season that Tennessee has really been tested. Tennessee, until Saturday had won every home game by at least 13 points. Alabama changed that. Alabama had the ball actually with just a few seconds left, and a travel was called on John Petty. There were uh, calls that went against both teams there in the final minute. The charge call on Grant Williams and then the travel on Petty. I actually thought that it was a hook. I thought that's what had been called, and I thought that's certainly what could have been called as much as a travel there. But uh, Petty, who had been terrific, he had 30 points. He had six three-pointers against Tennessee. He was the main reason that Alabama was able to come back in that game. Hall had a big game as well for Alabama. He had 16 points and 12 rebounds. But Tennessee is able to get out of there with the win. And when you look at the good, that's probably number one on the list. The Tennessee being tested like that, a game that came down to the very end, the Vols were still able to win it. And one reason for that was Admiral Schofield. He hit key shots late. Despite being cold, Admiral did not have a great game offensively, at least in trying to score. He was 4 of 17 from the field, 
in 34 minutes, he scored 12 points. It was not a great game by Admiral by any means. He was one of four from behind the three-point line. I think late there were some jump shots where you probably said that's not a good look there because of how Admiral was struggling, but he still hit shots late. And in a game where the ball's not going in, you still find a way to get some buckets that you need. That can be the difference in winning or losing the game. And I think it played a big role there. And then Jordan Bowden, the way he played, first of all, offensively, he was five of seven from the field. So very efficient, 12 points off seven shots from the field. But also the defense, as John Petty really got hot in the second half, in that final 10 minutes of the game, Jordan Bowden's defense was a big difference to slow Petty from keeping it going. Grant Williams also had a huge block there in the corner on Petty. So the the big part of the good for Tennessee is that despite not playing its best basketball, it still was able to find ways to play well enough at the end to get the win. The not-so-good would be, man, that second-half defense was not good. Tennessee was outscored in the second half again, as it was by Arkansas the other night. And the, the Arkansas thing, you know, Tennessee had built up such a big lead that what happened in the final few minutes of the game, to me, was not that big of a deal. It was worth discussing. Rick Barnes talked about it after the game, and he should have. But this past Saturday, Tennessee was just outplayed in the second half. The Vols were just able to hold on in the end. So second half defense and Tennessee being able to lock in needs to be better. I also thought in the second half offensively, at times at least, Tennessee looked out of rhythm. Tennessee did not look like the offense that we've seen where everything was flowing smoothly. Jordan Bone helped Tennessee. He was 5 of 10 from the field, 7 assists, only 1 turnover. So that helped while they were having some offensive issues. Bama and maybe Arkansas in the second half, they might be providing scouting reports for opponents on how you attack Tennessee. Tennessee will need to adjust there. So there were some good, some not so good to take out of the game. But no matter, Rick Barnes after the game said this game was kind of necessary for Tennessee's basketball team considering how things have been going. When they came out the second half and started coming back, I told the coaches, I said, I'm not going to call a timeout. I said, we need this. We need this to see how we respond. And then I had to call a timeout because we didn't respond the way we needed to. And uh, I kept thinking, and, and you gotta, but you got to give Alabama credit. We came down. We were way too impatient on the offensive end. Uh, one pass inside, tough shots. And, again, they're, they're a long athletic team. We, we didn't move the ball the way we really should move it. And uh, trying to force it, trying to force some things. And we had a turnover during that stretch, uh, just careless. And, and momentum's changed. And uh, as much as I hate to say it, you know, uh, I mean, we were fortunate to win this game, but we needed a game like this. And we're going to see if we can learn from it. Uh, because we – it wasn't one of our better shooting halves, but two games in a row now, we've got beaten in the second half where we, where we have come out and I don't think executed. Uh, and it goes back uh, defensively. I don't think we're as good a defensive team as we were a year ago at this time. And, uh, and in case in point, you know, we're, we're definitely a much improved offensive team. Jordan Bowden had a great defensive stand, and, and uh, instead of going to rebound the ball, he started running the other way. And John Petty goes and rebounds it. That's a team that's not totally locked in, and, I'm, and that, that's just one example. I could get, come up with one at every player. I thought Kyle's rebounds uh, came up with some big rebounds for us when we needed it. Grant's block in the corner was a big one. And then it got down to where on one end they called us for a charge and called them for a travel. And I'm sure I thought it was a cylinder. I'm sure Avery probably thought we tripped or fouled. I mean, that's, but that's how final line it is. And, um, you, but you got to give Alabama credit 
they're an experienced team, and I told the guys at halftime, they're not going to go away. And, uh, I mean, and they didn't. But we found a way at the end to, to, to get a win. Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes, perhaps the way the second half went on Saturday, maybe that ends up being a big positive for Tennessee. As Rick Barnes said, he believes Tennessee needed that. But time is going to tell. We'll see how Tennessee performs on the defensive end as the season has gone along. The first three SEC games really saw Tennessee improve defensively from where it had been in non-conference play. And another aspect here to consider is that Tennessee has not gone through its toughest stretch in SEC play. Alabama's a quality team. Arkansas is, is not a bad team. But Tennessee has not faced the toughest part of the SEC schedule. Tennessee did play at Florida, and, and that was a challenge for sure. But from a defensive standpoint, Florida's not the biggest challenge that Tennessee will face. Still have two games against Kentucky. Auburn will be tougher. LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. There are tougher games to come for Tennessee in SEC play. There will be harder tests for Tennessee to have to pass. But this past Saturday, Tennessee didn't pass that one. Tennessee got out of there with the win. That was the most important thing. That was quite an atmosphere, again, at Thompson Bowling Arena as well. I know I've said it kind of over and over again at this point, but Tennessee fans have really bought in to what's going on with Tennessee basketball. Fans are in on the action, and I think fans are having a lot of fun. And this past Saturday, while it might have been stressful for fans, that was also a fun game to be at at Thompson Bowling Arena. So Tennessee gets out of there with the win. Was that good enough to become the number one team in the country? A look at that coming up based on results from around the nation this past Saturday coming up in the next segment, as well as Jordan Bone talking about Tennessee's case to be the number one team in the country. That's coming up right here on Locked on Vols, your team every day. And today it's presented by Learning RX. If you have a child that has dealt with issues with learning, with reading, with dyslexia, uh, attention issues, Learning RX can be a great option for you. They have brain training, which will strengthen weak skills. They have one-on-one training available, exercises that are available to uh, be customized to target specific weaknesses for greater effectiveness. Learning RX is located on North Shore Drive in Knoxville, and their one-on-one brain training programs have helped more than 100,000 kids and adults. They can really help people of all ages. At Learning RX, it's about working on cognitive skills the brain uses to think, read, learn, remember, and pay attention. Learn more about Learning RX by going online. LearningRx.com slash Knoxville. LearningRx.com slash Knoxville. You can also give them a call. Schedule a cognitive assessment at 865-246-6326. That's 865-246-6326. Learn easier, think faster, perform better with the help of Learning RX. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Tennessee received the results it needed this past weekend to move up to number one in the polls. There will be two polls coming out today, the Associated Press and the Coaches Poll. Duke was number one this past week in the Associated Press poll. Number one in the Coaches Poll was Virginia. They played on Saturday. Duke won. When I say Tennessee received the results it needed, if you look at the other three teams in play to become number one or to stay at number one, depending on where they were, they all lost this past week. Duke lost to Syracuse in overtime last Monday. Virginia lost to Duke this past Saturday. And Michigan suffered its first loss of the season on the road against Wisconsin this past weekend. So Virginia and Michigan suffered their first losses. They stand to drop. And then Duke, with the loss to Syracuse, likely drops as well. I say likely because it was at the beginning of the week and Duke did get the big win over Virginia, which was the number one team in the country in the coaches poll, number four in the Associated Press poll. Overall, the resumes for these four teams, Tennessee, Duke, Virginia, and Michigan, all have some kind of case to be number one. If you just look at overall resume, I think it's Tennessee's turn to be number one. Tennessee has a 12-game winning streak. Tennessee has not played the toughest schedule. It hasn't played anybody like Virginia recently or at Wisconsin, I would say. Although at Florida was not easy uh, last a week and a half ago. But Tennessee is 112 straight. Its resume is right up there with these other teams. It doesn't have as many quality wins. Tennessee, of course, has the win against Gonzaga out in Phoenix, which is a huge win. And that Louisville win continues to look better for Tennessee. At the time, I thought, okay, that's a nice win. Right now, Louisville's in the top 20 in Ken Pomeroy's rankings. So Tennessee has a, a really good resume. Gary Parrish has been making the case at CBS Sports for weeks that Tennessee should be number one. Other national writers have as well. Seth Davis at The Athletic has had Tennessee at number one here for the last week or two. And then ESPN's power rankings have Tennessee number one ahead of Duke, Michigan, Virginia, and then Gonzaga. So I think Tennessee will become number one. I think the Vols are going to move up to number one in the polls, but let's let's still see how the voting comes out because that win against Virginia did just happen on Saturday for Duke. And if you look at this past weekend, Duke beating Virginia and Tennessee having to hold on against Alabama could be considered by voters as well. It should be at least considered, of course. But I think Tennessee is deserving of being the number one team in the country. It doesn't matter that much right now. I've said polls don't mean that much. I said that when Michigan hopped Tennessee a few weeks ago. But there's also still the chance to be number one. And for the program, for the players on that team, that means something. It doesn't mean everything. Tennessee would rather win a championship at the end of conference play and win the conference tournament and obviously win the NCAA tournament over being number one on January 21st. But it doesn't mean Tennessee can't have both. Jordan Bone was asked after the game, if he thinks that Tennessee has made a case to be the number one team in the country, here's what Tennessee's point guard said. I mean, I believe so. Um, I mean, I'm not really too focused on that, but I honestly believe that um, we, we have a great team. Uh, we have a great coaching staff, um, and, and we're a really tough team to beat. So, I mean, why not put us in discussion of being the, the number one team in the country? And I don't think it's Tennessee's biggest focus at all. As Grant Williams said after the game Saturday, he came to Tennessee to hang banners. It's not about being the number one team in the country in January. But I also do think it says something about Tennessee's program and obviously this team. This is a, a special team. The collection of talent that it has, the way the players have developed to show that talent 
and also the chemistry that they have. I, I do believe that it's real, and all of that has made this a really fun time for Tennessee, which Jordan Bone talked about when he arrived more than two years ago. Jordan is a junior now. His freshman season, Tennessee's program was still at a really low point. Remember, that team didn't even make the NIT. Now we're talking about Tennessee potentially being the number one team in the country. Jordan talked about the progress the program has made to get to the point it is now. The transformation that we've had over the years. Um, you know, when Barnes got here four years ago, um, he was trying to create a culture, a different culture, and, and create a different standard. Um, and that's something that we worked on. We've worked on and progressed in, in every single year. Um, and we've taken huge steps uh, ever since I was a freshman. Um, but it just it's a huge testament to you know our hard work, um, the hard work, work that you know coaches have, have put in as, as, well as well as the players. And Tennessee point guard Jordan Bone. The program really has developed to an incredible level thanks to the guidance of Rick Barnes and his coaching staff and then everybody else there at Tennessee. And again, the players deserve all kinds of credit for the work that they've put in and the way that they've developed to this point. Now, the idea of being number one in the country. Do you think Rick Barnes is focused on that? You can probably guess the answer here, but he was asked Saturday after the game, hey, what do you think about the possibility of Tennessee becoming number one in the country? I, I don't think anything about it. I mean, I think that we're going to be in a lot of games like this, whether we're ranked 1, 21, or 41. I, I just think this league's like that, that everybody's fighting, and right now you're getting into the middle of the conference season, and, uh, you know, these guys have worked hard. Uh, is, is it something new to them? Yeah, it's something new, but we go back, and the guys that are playing right now, they've built this thing, okay? They built it, and uh, to be where we want to be, uh, you have to learn to deal with that, and uh, is it nice to be ranked? Of course, because, you you know, the attention that comes to your program, it filters down to every aspect of your program. Do you have to deal with it, handle it? Yes. And how you do that is by staying focused on what's at hand, and that's playing basketball. You can't let the outside noise coming from whoever, family, whatever. You got That's where you find out just how close you are as a team, and, and you don't come unraveled. You just stay focused on the, the task at hand, and that's trying to win another basketball game. So we'll find out in the middle of the day later today uh, whether Tennessee is number one in the country in the updated polls. By the time you hear this podcast episode, you might know the answer to that question. And I'll talk more about it tomorrow, and I can go ahead and give you a sneak peek on my thought. If Tennessee is number one, I will say that it's deserved. If Tennessee does not move up to number one, which I would be a little surprised by, but if it doesn't, then I'm going to also say it's not that big of a deal. But there is a selling point on the recruiting trail of Tennessee is number one. There's pride that will be held by Tennessee players. And I would say Tennessee coaches may be a little behind the scenes. And certainly Tennessee's fan base, if it's able to talk about pulling for the number one team in the country. Either way, you have to go back out there and play games this week. It would be fitting that Tennessee, if it is number one, would play at Vanderbilt on Wednesday. Remember when Tennessee beat Memphis to become number one, the Vols then went to Vanderbilt and lost that week. Tennessee would, of course, be hoping for better results this time around. So Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, and then West Virginia coming up on Saturday in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. West Virginia's coming off a win against Kansas this past week. So it will be a big week for Tennessee basketball. I'll talk more about it coming up on tomorrow's show. You'll hear more from Rick Barnes as well as point guard Jordan Bone. Can Tennessee 
get some of its defensive issues fixed. Jordan Bone's going to talk about that coming up on tomorrow's show. As Locked on Vols continues, it's available every day on Apple Podcasts. If you have time to rate and review the show there on iTunes, please do so. Just takes a moment and is a big help to the show. Five-star reviews are always appreciated. If you ever want to send me a question or comment for the show, you can do so on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Josh Ward. Another part of the excitement on Saturday at Thompson Bowling Arena included the introduction of offensive coordinator Jim Chaney as well as assistant coach T. Martin. It was shortly before the game on Saturday afternoon that Tennessee announced that T. Martin was joining Tennessee staff, and we knew that was the case. We had seen him on social media out there on the recruiting trail, and T. made a comment to Bruce Feldman of The Athletic on Friday afternoon how glad he was to be back at Tennessee working for his alma mater. So we knew that he was back working at Tennessee. We just didn't know exactly in what capacity, and we still don't. Tennessee did not list a specific position for T. Martin to coach because Tennessee's coaching staff still appears to be in the to-be-determined phase. One reason Tennessee probably went ahead and announced T. Martin on Saturday was that news came out on Saturday morning that Charles Kelly was leaving Tennessee to go to Alabama. Late last week, it was brought up that Kelly was staying at Tennessee because he had turned down Maryland's defensive coordinator position. And it was true that Kelly was not going to Maryland, but it appears more because he was going to Alabama, not staying at Tennessee. So Tennessee has its safeties coach and special teams coordinator, Charles Kelly, leave. He goes to Alabama, which, as you know by now, is having a lot of coaching changes. They still have some staff members to add. But Charles Kelly leaves Tennessee to go to Alabama. He's going to get a pay raise. He'll coach in the secondary there. Could have some kind of coordinator title there as well. I think that's to be determined in Tuscaloosa. But at Tennessee, the Vols do have the 10 assistant coaches. Could anybody else leave? Is David Johnson for sure staying at Tennessee. If he is, well then could T. Martin or Chris Winkie, I guess, coach quarterbacks. Or if David Johnson leaves, does T. Martin coach wide receivers? Jim Chaney could coach quarterbacks or still Winkie. Does Winkie for sure stay at Tennessee? So the staff is still to be determined, but right now Tennessee is at the uh, proper allotment of coaches. And I think that's one reason Tennessee not only announced, but introduced T. Martin. And they also had a video montage uh, that they played on the Jumbotron. So obviously Tennessee was prepared to introduce Martin. They showed Jeremy Pruitt on the screen for just a moment at the end of the first half. But the crowd was excited when Cheney and T. Martin came out there, especially for Martin. Tennessee also introduced Bryce Thompson and Joe Doyle at center court for uh, their freshman All-American honors that they received this past season. And there was a great moment to see Tony White as he is battling cancer right now. He's a, a Tennessee legend. He was honored at midcourt as well. That was really nice to see at Thompson Bowling Arena. So Tennessee's coaching staff still to be determined and it might be a little while before we find out exactly what Tennessee's coaching staff is going to look like in terms of who for sure is staying and what are all the titles and roles for the coaches. And then recruiting is a big focus. As the week goes along, I'll get into where things stand with the remaining targets. There aren't a lot of spots remaining. With Tennessee adding D'Angelo Gibbs, that affects numbers for Tennessee's 2019 class. What happens with the two committed players, defensive lineman Ladarius Cox and defensive back Anthony Harris. Tennessee continues to be in good position with linebackers Henry Tuoto and Chris Russell. And then Darnell Wright, 
who is continuing to hear from West Virginia and others, is a big priority. I'd still say priority number one for Tennessee in this 2019 class. It is a busy time for Jeremy Pruitt. It's a fun time, I think, for Tennessee fans. Will the Vols basketball team be number one? That's on the to-watch list today. And then the Lady Vols tonight at home against Arkansas. They really need to get a win. They're trying to snap a four-game losing streak with last week's embarrassing loss to Alabama. That's all going on right now with Tennessee, and I'm covering it right here on Locked on Vols. Remember to rate and review the show if you have time, and hit me up with questions or comments for the show anytime as well. I'll get a mailbag segment in later this week. Thanks so much for hanging out today, and I'll see you here tomorrow.